the internet is a world of its own, with its own rules, culture, and reality. Much like the quote-unquote real world, the internet has its own mysteries, bizarre codes that promise secrets to the few who can solve the riddles, mysterious videos that lead to terror, and stories that suggest there's more to the world than meets the eye. But tonight, I share some of my personal favorite online mysteries, and we discuss what draws people to them, to want to solve them and share them. And lastly, will this inspire us to try and create our own online mystery? Do we have what it takes? This is a study of Strange. Welcome to the show. I'm Michael May, and I'm sitting across digitally, across the digital world from Sean Anthony Davis. How you doing, Sean? I'm good. How apropos, based on the subject I believe we're going to be talking about, we're the digital spaces that we abide in. That's right. Digital spaces, internet mysteries. And Sean, I primarily know you from some film work, from writing. You are a, a narrative genius. I'll just say that. And there's a that's an internet hoax right there, listeners. <laughs> Already, a, I've spotted one. Yep, there's our first internet. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a conspiracy theory. So I, I primarily know you from that, but day to day you work at Naughty Dog, the the studio yes. that brought everybody The Last of Us and what Un- Uncharted is Uncharted yeah. another game uh-huh. series Uncharted yeah. and old school. If people remember back in the day, Crash Bandicoot that they ooh, were you ooh. know Naughty Dog's you know, originated Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, that's my day job. I work at Naughty Dog. So go play Uncharted and Last of Us and watch the TV show, listeners. It's on yeah. HBO now. So. Now you you work on at Naughty Dog, so I'm guessing you don't do anything on the TV show at all, right? No, but do you no, get no, to no. learn anything? Do you get any like inside? Yeah, tidbit? we get little sneak sneak peeks. They they were they be you know months ago trying to think what can I say? Uh, they showed <laughs> us like sneak peeks, production stills, kind of like production as it was going along because yeah in the mo- for the most part no one at the studio is really involved with the tv production except for mm-hmm. neil who is like the creator of last of us and yeah the co-writer on the show but other than that it, it's mainly just been like ooh, we're just as you know part of much as part of the yeah. audience which is which is fun to you know partake of it like that yeah and naughty dog they're I, I'm not a huge gamer, but I do play games and I have played Last of Us, the first one. I haven't played the second one. Uh, and one of the things I'm always amazed at with their games is the the cutscenes, which normally I skip. But Naughty Dog games, those are better than the games. Yeah, I was going to say, don't skip those in the Naughty Dog games. That's that's the whole point you play them. Yeah. I mean, and so is that it. something that may have uh, drawn you to trying to get a job at Naughty Dog? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That was one of the main, if not the main reasons, you know, after getting out of film school and being a wannabe screenwriter, I didn't want to fall into the cliche of wannabe screenwriter in L.A. with no work or, you know, no job, just whatever. And so I was like, I want to have a job. I want to have, you know, something that I'm getting paid for and then I'll move to L.A. And so working in the games industry, finding the job in audio, I was like the perfect, you know, combination of elements. So. 
Absolutely. And uh, just because, you know, I know you care about my podcast. I know it's very important to you. Yeah, so for the sake of, of listeners, I we can just say that you're the creator of Last of Us, right? We can yeah, just lie no, about definitely. that. I, and actually, yeah. I did all the voice work for the game, too, um, and mocap, and the mocap. Yeah, so and all the, all the mocap for every character. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. The clickers, yeah. the zombies, yep. all the infected. Yep. Nice, nice. Well, I appreciate that. Thanks for coming on, Mr. Everything and Last of Us. Uh, as of this recording, I think there's, what, two episodes have been released on the TV show? Mm-hmm, I haven't mm-hmm. watched it. Okay, two episodes. Yes, yeah. So, uh, so that's a big thing early. right now. Yeah, but check it out, everybody, and obviously yeah. play the games. For Sean, to see all of Sean's work <laughs> that he did. <laughs> yes. He did all by himself. Uh-huh. All by himself. That's not, games not, are really yeah. single-person endeavors. It is that's not right. a team effort at all. So. Nope, no collaboration whatsoever. <laughs> uh, well, cool. I didn't mean, I, I did not intend to go down this like sidetrack of talking to you about Naughty Dog. Hey, I'm happy to shill yeah. my, my stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, it's a, it's a great company. So it's exciting to know somebody that works there. And like you said earlier tonight, we are talking about internet mysteries. Do you, if I'm like, hey, Sean, let's talk about internet mysteries, what do you <laughs> define that as yourself? Um, like, what's your definition? I mean, it's interesting because it's it's by its kind of definition, a little bit of ambiguity, right? There's a nebulous era. It's like some one person's mystery is another person's marketing scheme, right? So mm-hmm. um, I think it's pretty nebulous. I think to me, it basically is, it's a, it's a series of, um, I don't know, what, what, what would I call it? events? They're not events when they're on the internet. Series of... Um, you know, it's funny because uh, in my notes, I wrote down unexplained or unsolved events. I literally, I, yeah, used I mean, I guess events. that's what I would say, but I don't know if that's how, you know, yeah. it seems like there yeah. should be a better word, but whatever is series of connected events that kind of don't, you know, you kind of evaporates. If you kind of trace the, you know, the digital trail, it just kind of evaporates or it leads back in and on itself. There's not, and it's very unclear what the intent was. I think that's right. one big element to me is mm-hmm. what was the intent behind what these things are? Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I would completely agree with that. And it is kind of nebulous and broad as a topic, which is, it's a cool thing for me as a podcaster, because I am interested in internet mysteries. It was one of the the mm-hmm. things I thought of when I was first trying to conceive of the podcast, but there's so much there that you can always yeah. come back to it. And in, even there are a lot of, what I'll call like darker or morbid mysteries on the internet. Like there's some like, Oh, was this a murder victim? Was this a kidnapping? And for tonight's episode, I didn't go down that road, not because I'm afraid to, or don't want to, because I may in the future, Mm -hmm. I was just more in this, like esoteric isn't the right word either, but like in this, just these odd mysteries, these confounding mysteries that, like you said, kind of circle back in on themselves because of the nature of the internet. And also a lot of these you'll see on Reddit or all these forums. And because forums are crazy and people in forums are crazy you just kind of go in these weird circles which actually kind of adds to the mystery yeah the the discourse around the mysteries become part of the mystery and and you know in a weird way yeah and and that made me a little nervous to tackle these because what i'm going through tonight all the stories i will talk about they are popular ones they're sort of my favorite out of popular internet Mm -hmm. mysteries but because they are so popular a lot of people are really into them yeah. And uh, people online are very opinionated. <laughs> and that kind of made me a little nervous yeah. to tackle it. But I was like, you know what? 
it's time to go into it and see see what we can do. And then at the end of the episode tonight, Sean, you and I, we're going to see if we can come up with our own internet mysteries yes. if we were to create one. We're going to see what we can learn yeah. and see if we can apply that to an idea that we think could become a big internet mystery. So stick around for that at the end of the show. <laughs> uh, and before we we get into any of this, I do need to say that there's a there's a new Patreon drop that everybody should check out, a an episode of what I call strange but true so you can find information about our patreon on our website studyofstrange.com. and also if you know of any internet mysteries that i did not talk about or will not talk about tonight that you want me to cover send me a message at a study of strange at gmail.com or on instagram which at a study of strange i think is our is our handle on instagram so it's pretty self-explanatory uh so sean before i dive into the beginning Yes. Do you know any internet mysteries off the top of your head that you may have come across or were interested in at any point of time? Yeah, there's a, I mean, there's a couple that stand out. I mean, I think I was, I was way more into it, you know, to date myself in my college years. And in some mm-hmm. ways the kind of like very nascent, almost teen years of the internet as, as it's transitioned to what we recognize as very established in some ways it was kind of going through some weird growing pains. And I think that's like prime mystery kind of uh, <laughs> growing area. Right. Um, yeah. So I think I, we kind of were briefly talking about this a little while ago, but um, I, one thing that I remember uh, in the early aughts was the John Titor thing. And, and I know that's maybe a little adjacent to some of the stuff we're going to talk about. Maybe not quite, but yeah, that's, the time, time yeah, traveler, yeah. time travel guy who claimed he was from the future and back in time, but all it ever was, was just internet, like, you know, um, blog posts, essentially from my understanding. Mm. Um, and then there's other things like there's a handful of like YouTube videos and channels that would post that had some, um, really cryptic videos that at the time I know there was no explanation for. And since then, and, and, and you, you may have some of these things, um, yeah. and there might be explanations for them at this point, but I remember that was something that really, uh, you know, sparked a lot of my attention, um, as someone who just like like puzzles and like these weird elements of connecting things and like finding deeper meanings and ooh, what is this one? It was, you know, at that age, especially I was drawn to those. So those were the, those are the kind of things that stand out. Yeah. Um, and then there's others like weird, silly things. Like, I don't know this, this is not quite the same, but like the April, uh, April, uh, Avril Lavigne is really dead and there's a body. Oh, the, and, yeah. I mean, it's not purely internet, but I do think the internet is basically fostered those types of kind of things. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's I. I'm. I was going to bring this up at the end of the show, but it actually just ties into what you're talking about. But one of the things that I find intriguing about internet mysteries is, I feel like it's just a step in an evolution of these mm-hmm. kind of stories that we came across as kids of our generation. Yes. Where in the mid '90s, I don't know if you remember this, but there was that story that that the actor that played Zach Morris on Saved by the Bell, Mark Paul Gossler, died in a motorcycle accident, oh, which uh-huh. he did not. He is yes, still around. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, but that spread like wildfire. Yeah. And I was growing up in Florida, and then I went away to school in Michigan years later. And people there who were from all parts of the planet were like, "Oh yeah, I remember when Zach Morris died on a motorcycle accident." <laughs> and it was just like this spread of things. Now the internet changes that because you would find out quickly he didn't die because. Yeah. He's got a Twitter and, you know, whatever else. But you find a different evolution, like stories now take a slightly different turn where instead of him dying, he was replaced or, Mm -hmm. you know, it would take on a different thing or there's a meaning. It wasn't 
yes, he didn't die, but there was a meaning in that news article. There was a hidden code that you had to yeah. track. Yeah. So internet mysteries are, they're really weird and they serve a lot of different, I don't want to say serve purposes. They have a purpose for somebody, even if it's yeah. just to provoke thought. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, so let's, let's actually get into a few. Yeah, now, some of the famous ones uh, that I will not get into, there's some stuff like Publius Enigma. Oh, I'm not sure if I've heard of that. At least not by name. That doesn't ring a bell. That one had mm-hmm. something to do with like a Pink Floyd album, and it may have been a marketing gimmick. Uh, mm-hmm. Jack Frozy. I'm not sure if I'm saying his name right either, but Jack mm-hmm. Frozy's emails. This is a story about a guy whose friend passed away named Jack, who then he started getting emails from Jack's email address. So okay. that's super weird. Cicada 3301 is probably like the most famous one ever. Which that, was that's like the like thing. puzzle kind of thing, right? Yep. Is it like yep. there's puzzles or something and like solve these and you'll be, you'll be part of something. Into the, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, and people have actually like solved most of it. Um, mm. So you can, you can watch all about that. One that was always really bizarre to me was Chip Chan, which is a, a, I believe she's Korean, but it's a woman who was basically just like broadcasting her daily life. And she was like in a room and never left the room. And she would sleep like oh, 18 hours a day. Do you remember I, that? Dude, this is ringing. I do remember because it was like, yeah. a, it was a, a live cam essentially, right? Yeah, on her, yeah. And she would just be lying there, right? For like yeah, hours, hours at a time. Hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Super bizarre. And then some people started claiming that she was like, uh, you know, she was, kidnapped or she was a sex slave or all these kind mm-hmm. of things but it's like but she's on can't like i don't know it's just really <laughs> yeah, bizarre right? and i don't think anybody ever solved that so those are the, some famous ones i even wrote down john teeter titor which is the the guy that posted on some forum that he was a time traveler mm-hmm. um and that's that's a fun story but where i'm gonna start and actually dive into some more detail of these i'm gonna start with what is often called the oldest internet mystery and that is the Markovian parallax denigrate. Have you ever heard of that? Only because you sent an email <laughs> with oh, that, did I those list them words. <laughs> I yeah, don't even you, remember listing I, it. I, out. <laughs> I think yeah, it's in a little line there. But uh, nice. I don't remember knowing about this. You know, it wasn't ringing any bells when I mm-hmm. when I read it. So I don't think I was aware of this. Yeah. So this now. one, this one's it shares some similarities with just some of the brief ones that we've talked about. And I'm going to mm-hmm. call it MPD just because it gets a little tedious <laughs> yes, to keep calling uh, it Markovian Parallax Denigrate. So MPD is a series of messages posted to Usenet in 1996. And the messages, basically, they just appeared to be gibberish. And they all, were all posted with a subject line, Markovian Parallax Denigrate, which is where it gets its name. Now, did you ever use Usenet? by any Not chance really. yeah I, mean, I feel like we're, was... we are just a bit too young yes. for that probably yeah so usenet is a worldwide distributed discussion system which obviously you use on your computer and it was mm-hmm. developed from a general purpose unix to unix copy dial-up network architecture I am not a computer person, <laughs> but uh, oh, I totally like, I, yeah, I understood all. Yeah, that. yeah, I get I get all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and it's basically it's the early days of internet forums, and you even see some similarities with Usenet to like Reddit today, mm-hmm. and it actually started way back in 1979, which is Ooh, so Al fun Gore, to think he about. Created it, right? Al Gore created it, <laughs> built it himself, uh, just like you made The Last of Us video games all mm-hmm. by yourself. Uh, Usenet Usenet is actually, uh, I find it to be really historically significant in terms of like the history of the internet in the modern age, because it is one of the first like online connected communities. And it was the birthplace of terms that we still use like FAQ, F-A-Q on websites and everything else. Flame, which is like insults. And also Mm -hmm. 
spam. This is where spam came around. (laughs) Yeah. And and also the World Wide Web was first announced on Usenet. So yeah, this is a really historical, historically significant place in terms Mm -hmm. of the world that we live in today in this internet age. Now, I, when I was reading a lot about Usenet, and I think I even knew people that used it. I never used it myself. Mm-hmm. Usenet is remembered a lot for spam because it would it would get yeah. inundated with spam, and it's where that kind of first started. And some people theorize that MPD is spam. So that is okay. one of the main theories of it. Okay. And this all started around August 5th, 1996, when hundreds of messages began sliding into discussions on Usenet. But these messages made no sense. They basically just, like I said earlier, they consisted of gibberish. And I actually, there's one, there's only one post that is still saved mm. because of Google archives. Everything else has been lost. Sean here is going to read a quote from Atlas Obscura. Seemingly nonsensical strings of words that read like terrible slam poetry. The only thing they shared was an equally meaningless subject line, colon, Markovian parallax denigrate. Since many people at the time assumed that the messages were gibberish, most of the original posts have since been lost. But one original post that survives, thanks to Google's archives, reads, and it reads, Jitterbugging, McKinley, A. Break, Newtonian, Inferring, Ka, Update, Cohen, Air, Collaborate, Rue, Sports Writing, Rococo, Invocate, Tussle, Shad Flower, Debbie Sterling, Pathogenesis, Escritor, Adventitious, Adventitious, Novo, ITT, Most, Chairperson, Dwight, Herzog, Different, Pinpoint, Dunk, McKinley Pendant, Firelight, Uranus, Episodic, Medicine, Diddy, Craggy, Flogging, Variac, Brotherhood, Web, Impromptu, File, Countenance, Inheritance, Cohesion, Refrigerate, Morphine, Napkin, Napkin, Inland, Gennaro, Nameable yearbook, Hark. I really hope <laughs> someone fast forwarded in the episode and just like landed right in the middle right of that. There. and was like, oh my goodness, what is going on? Yeah, so that is, that's uh, the, the one saved post from MPD. And the heading when this was posted read from Susan Lindauer at WRF.com uwsp.edu and it had the subject markovian parallax denigrate so you people when they posted did have to put an email address now apparently a lot of the other posts had different email addresses than this one that is saved but they were all they were all dot edus yeah so so uh and for those that don't know that that stipulates it's an email address coming from a university or school or you know educational organization of some kind now quickly i can't say over how long uh because it's hard to pinpoint exactly these gibberish posts began to be interpreted by some usenet users as code basically basically a cipher almost like if you Mm -hmm. have yeah you can you can figure out the code through the cipher and here's where my initial interest got peaked in this story there's some suspicion that mpd is a modern version of a numbers station so do you know numbers stations uh it has to do with something radio broadcast right something that's right so shortwave radio broadcast um the short version of the story is Mm -hmm. it actually began in world war one where countries are using it to communicate military communications using coded post and shortwave radio. They became very prolific during the Cold War. 
and it, they're super weird. You can listen to uh, YouTube has recorded some of the famous ones. Uh, a lot of them don't exist anymore, but some some still do and are in use and they're super yeah. bizarre. And so, yeah, so some people suspect that Markovian parallax denigrate is some okay. kind of secret coded thing for mm. spies or military and governments for a while denied number stations, but they have come mm. forward since the Cold That's War funny. ended and be like, oh, yeah, no, Those nah, were... <laughs> we use them, but but not not anymore. Wink, wink. Yeah. So here's the thing. If MPD is a code, no one has been able to figure it out, at least with number stations. People can assume the numbers correlate to a letter and you can use it to sort of write mm. things out. But with MPD, we can't be sure what it means. And a much less interesting theory is that it's just an early bot. And so, yeah, just reading it, it that's yeah. what it's like. I don't know. It sounds like it's not the right word because even bots, I think, somehow make sometimes a little bit more sense. But that's what it reminded <laughs> me of, like yeah. just like a weird algorithm where it doesn't actually make any sense from a human like interpretation. But from, a, you know, a algorithm, it doesn't matter. It's just throwing the the data together in a way that it's tell it's been told to. Yeah, and and look, this is, this next bit is over my head, but there is something called a Markov chain, which is uh, it's like a formula calculating probability. So that could mm. be applied to some kind of generative word sentences, yeah. something like that, and that could be where the name came comes from and why it said that. So yeah, it could be an early version of a bot. It could also just be someone having fun yeah, with could, some yeah. kind of code saying they created, you know? I, I think I've matched with a couple people on some dating websites who have sent this exact message to me. Now it all makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. So I, I mentioned the name Susan Lindauer in that email address. And what's amazing about this story, because if the, if the, if the MPD story ended there, it'd be like, that's not going to be one of my favorite internet mysteries. <laughs> but Susan Lindauer is a real person. And she became, oh. became famous for a lot of wrong reasons, I guess you would call it. On March 11th, 2004, she was arrested by the FBI for acting as an unregistered agent of Saddam Hussein's government in Iraq. <laughs> so okay. in other words, she worked for Iraq when she was actually at the time, I think she was a U.S. congressional employee at the time. And she had worked for, I believe it was the CIA, but even in the CIA, but even the 90s, she had communications with the Libyan government, which were very frowned upon mm -hmm. at the time. So it's really interesting that her name is in this email and she has something to do with the CIA and these foreign yeah. governments. Now, she claims she's a peace activist and she was only doing work to try to bring peace about to the world. Mm -hmm. And her charges were dropped in 2009. She has written a book. She has been on TV. So a lot of people out there may know who she is. And she has been approached about Markovian parallax denigrate. But she says she doesn't know what it is, even though this email address was her email address when she went to that university. Well, that's the question. Like, because it's it's interesting with internet mysteries where there's a theoretical digital paper trail for the most. Right. I mean, so you would think that, like, oh, it, they could potentially trace it to whether it was coming from her, or you know, you could set up a um, I don't know what, what am I I'm drawing a blank, but you know, 
false VPNs to mimic an IP address and all that kind of stuff. So right? that's, yeah. So actually I, I have to correct myself. I'm really sorry, Susan. I, I just said that was really her email address. It wasn't, it's a different oh. Susan who has ah, that real email okay. address. Uh, but yes, you're, you're absolutely right. And that is actually the, what people think, because apparently these other posts, but we just don't have them saved, had mm. other .edu email addresses. Mm. So it could have been this kind of like cycling of just using some random words and setting up emails with these .edu addresses as a way to hide that digital paper trail like you yeah. were talking about. People, because online slews are very, very diehard about these mysteries. People have actually tracked the real Susan Lindauer from the email. And... They actually found her information pretty easily, which is pretty fun. <laughs> uh, well, I'm not yeah. gonna. Her name is yeah. different now. I actually, on uh, my own podcast, I don't feel comfortable sharing where she is, yeah. or because there's other uh, people with the name. I don't want to pin, you know, point you in her right right direction. But her information is out there, mm -hmm. and it turns out other people have approached this Susan Lindauer about this. She also claims she has no idea what it was or what it is, doesn't understand it. And also, she left the university the year before the post was made. Mm. So she probably didn't even have access to that email anymore, yeah. not even be using it. Mm -hmm. So the mystery of the Markovian parallax denigrate continues. And it mainly continues because we can't find the other posts. We don't have yeah, them saved. It's funny because yeah. you think like the old saying is what's on the internet, it's always on the internet, yeah. right? And and to, obviously that's true to an extent. But yeah, I mean, again, going back to the early days of the 96, it was just like, this new thing, people like what well, you don't. We don't know what we're doing with it yet. So there, there is actually some. There's a lot of lost stuff, and yeah, you know, from yeah. Years and ago. I don't know. Uh, and if anybody out there knows this answer, please email me. But I don't know if Usenet kept everything up because you know how uh, some yeah. forums, after a period of yes. time, it just gets kind mm -hmm. of erased. So I don't know if Usenet kept all their posts mm -hmm. forever. They may have had a certain time limit on them. I'm not, I'm not sure. Yeah. And I know there's different sites. There was it like Internet Archives or something like yep, that. Internet that also Archives, like yeah. the has the saved, just like it has like a, a saved version of the internet from X yeah. years ago or something. They do, but I don't think. Uh, from, and this is this is yeah. again. I am I'm so dumb dumb when it comes to internet <laughs> stuff. But I don't think Internet Archives saves everything. I think yeah. it's certain things at certain periods mm -hmm. of time. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it's like every web page ever created. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that is, that's a good question though. But to me, I, I think this is some kind of bot. I think somebody yeah. was testing around and exploring some kind of bot technology mm -hmm. and they were using Usenet to kind of play and also potentially yeah. like some sort of nerdy, not a prank, but like, I'm just going to use this and put some stuff out and see yeah. what people say, just kind of provoke a response. Mm -hmm. I mean, another thing that it reminds me of is I was saying like, you know, you know, we're talking about the bot stuff is um, what's that? Um, I don't know what it's called, but when you are just putting placeholder text in something, that's that Latin ipsum facto. Have you, yep, do you know what yep. I'm referring to? Yeah, that? I know exactly it, what you're talking about. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of that too, where it's almost just like here is just text that shows a whole bunch of different characters in different states as something that we could place put or as a placeholder in game dev development. We do that just to make sure that we can text is yeah. displaying correctly. You know, you know that. Kind yeah. of so it, it also kind of reminds me in a weird way of that of just like this is a placeholder thing that we're generating to put in place to test something that the stuff that is the weird stuff to me is why would be why would you be using a, a d or a, an old email address from a dot edu thing yeah. and that's where that kind yeah. of feels a little pranky yeah uh, or um 
you know, like, are you, you're not like, there's nothing you're pinning on anyone. Like what, what, like, it's not like a crime but, you're you know, in, implicating anyone. It's just weird. But that's though. why it's kind of, yeah. uh, you know, like a nerdy prank is yes. the wrong word. I cannot think of a better it's word like a right door, now. That's it's like, like an internet doorbell ditch or something. Yeah. And, you know, or it's just exactly. like, what was that? Why did, what, what's going on? And yeah. then it just like gets people's like hackles yeah. ro- risen. Right. Yeah. It could be one guy doing it for his own yeah. uh, or her own like mm-hmm. fun or two friends being like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I do not mean to say any of that to disparage nerds. I am a nerd. I, <laughs> I'm not a computer nerd, but I, I, I am a nerd and I, you know, I, I relate to all you nerds out there. So I don't mean to make it sound bad, but, uh, and yeah. people learning, this is the, this is the, the beginning of people communicating for everything on the internet and the beginning of forums and stuff. So Mm -hmm. I could see people playing around on there a lot to see what kind of emotional response they can get to anything. I think also too, and and this maybe is a little hoity toity up our own butts in terms of philosophical thinking (laughs) and blah, 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 which I am definitely prone to do. But I think in a lot of ways too, with the internet, we're like on the cusp of, you know, the edge of history and postmodernism and, and finding meaning when there's no, and, and so I think I know with my generation and I think to an extent, the younger generation, there's like a weird obsession with the completely random and, and trying to create something without meaning. Right. Whereas everything that we've grown up with and surrounded by there's meaning behind what we've done as people and humans and art and everything. And I think there's something weird and obsession with just the pure to mimic the pure randomness, the meaninglessness. And I think there's something with that, with a lot of, with like the the words themselves, but just like, I'm just doing it because why not? It's just out. It's weird. There's no reason behind it. I'm, Partially, it's an attention thing, maybe, but yeah. partially, it's just to kind of like, I don't know. I'm doing, I'm throwing something out there. I'm, I'm, you know, raising my hand to get attention, but I don't have anything to say necessarily. Ooh, okay, this is that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I said, just to yeah, throw out even you know, more pretentious, you know, hullabaloo. But no, no, no. I, I want you that may tie in to one or two other Ooh, internet okay, mysteries right. that we will discuss today. Yeah. So. That's really interesting, but let's, for the sake of time, we're going to move on. Yes, yes. And this is this is a little, this is a left turn. This one's a little different. I don't think this is as bizarre of a mystery, but I just like it. I like this mm. story. This is the most mysterious song on the internet, is what this is normally called. Oh, oh. I think this sounds familiar too. Yeah. yeah tell the story, see yeah. if that's what I think it is, but yeah. So since 2007... People have been searching for the source of a song from the 1980s, and the search for the song has gone viral, as well as the song as it's tied to it. And no one, as of this recording, unless unless there's an update I have not been able to find on this story, no one has been able to trace the origins of this song. On March 18th, 2007, someone going by the name of Blue emailed or messaged the Spirit of Radio, which is in Canada. Um, and posted it, shared a song and said they were looking for whoever wrote it, whoever performed it. They wanted to know more information on the song. And they also uploaded it to a best of 80s.de, a, a German fan site devoted to 80s synth pop. Now, the song in question is very 1980s. It's very synth poppy, very, I think over here we call it new wave. Mm-hmm. Um, it basically my favorite music. I'm such a fan <laughs> yeah. of early 80s music. This is yeah. like right up my alley. And it has a male vocalist 
it's hard to understand the lyrics exactly, but they, he, it sounds like he's saying like the wind or blind the wind mm-hmm. or stuff like that. And that's typically what people refer to. And here's a clip of that song. Can you hear it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I couldn't get it to stop. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so that is that's a little take of it. No one has uh, come out and said, well, I mean, some people have come out and said they owned it, but there's no proof that they do. So I don't think I'm going to get in some copyright trouble for that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah, perk yeah. of uh, unaccountable song. Yeah, you know. absolutely. So, yeah, it's very European. It's very new, new wavy, very British early 80s. Um, although the, the singer to me and a lot of other people that write about this on Reddit and other places say it sounds like a European accent. That's English is the mm-hmm. second language. And I would oh, agree yeah. with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we have these posts that originally started posting this in 2007 and the account was named blue, but later there's uh it sort of becomes more obvious and the truth comes out about who's posting. It's actually a man named Darius in Germany. He had a mixtape he made in the eighties and this mm-hmm. song was on that mixtape and his sister Lydia is the one that actually began posting it online and sharing it within Canada and also in Germany, trying to figure out what the song was and who yeah. made it. And she said it was recorded on from a German radio station in the early 1980s. And the radio station in question is called NDR. And they would have like a period of time during a certain day of the week where they do like songs for teens or songs for, for <laughs> yeah. kids. And they suspect that that's when that played and, and okay. when Darius would have recorded mm-hmm. it. Yeah. It reminds me a little bit of Dieter from SNL. <laughs> SNL, my players. Uh, yeah. So it, it definitely makes me think it may be like a German band. Yeah. And oh, on the mixtape, this is my favorite part. It was on a playlist along with songs from XTC, which is one of my favorite bands of all time. <laughs> Check them out. And also the cure, which the cure is yeah. way more famous than XTC, but mm-hmm. I love XTC. Yeah. And also on, on the, the tape, it was written as blind or question mark blind the wind. So even Darius, mm. when he wrote it, wasn't sure Didn't of the song's name. Yeah. yeah. And so they either Darius or his sister or people when this started becoming like a thing online reached out to that German radio station and they couldn't really find record of it. <laughs> so this becomes a big mystery in 2007. Uh, but it didn't quite get as big as it is now. Mm-hmm. That kind of took some more years. In 2019, specifically, a Brazilian teenager named Gabrielle da Silva Vieira, she posted a snippet on YouTube and to Reddit, where all mysteries go to get, <laughs> get fuel and yes. eat breakfast. And it goes very viral. And now loads of people, millions, thousands mm. to millions of people, I don't yeah. know, a lot of people are trying to look for this song. They're all posting about it. And they're they're really honestly doing a good job of sleuthing people on, on the internet because uh, they've been able to trace this to that specific radio station, not just because Darius said it, but yeah. they could tell some audio files were able to like just find the right like there's like an audio level that's almost like a fingerprint from the Uh, broadcast that would have come from that radio station i don't understand that stuff so i can't explain Mm. it but it's yeah it's like an audio fingerprint that's like yes it did come from ndr the radio station 
but yet even when they go through the old files, people have found the old playlist and what was yeah. broadcast in those years that they're talking about, and no one can find so this song. Someone apparently did claim copyright for the song on Shazam, but that is a fake copyright. Whoever did that mm. did not actually make the song. And someone found a band called Statues of Motion, which is a Greek band. And okay. they had one album in 1983, and they had a re-release in 2013, but there's a mention of a lost song. So some people start to think, well, maybe the lost song of this album mm-hmm. could be that song. But these people, because Internet Sleuths are doing their their work, they found the guitarist from that band. They asked him, and he said, no, that's not our song. But then a year later, someone else asked him, and he indicated, yeah, that's our song. But he was like really vague about it. And okay. someone asked him if the name of the song was Like the Wind. And he just went, yeah, that's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, but here's the thing. I think his name is Billy Knight. I, if I remember that correctly, that's his name. And he said it was recorded in 1982. But here's okay. the problem with that. The people that have been investigating this, hey, A, they're already smart enough to find that audio fingerprint of that yeah. certain you know level from the broadcast on the radio. But people have also specified that the synthesizer that was used in the song is the Yamaha DX7. Oh, my God. Which wasn't released until (laughs) 1983. So we don't know if this Billy guy is lying or honestly, he may just miss. Hey, he's probably recorded a lot of songs. 30, 40 years ago almost now. Absolutely. Um, And also he stopped talking about it. So maybe he did lie about, you know, we we don't know. Mm -hmm. I do want to say it is common for bands to record a lot of songs and reject them from albums so yeah he could have forgotten or think it's something else and my theory is this is it's an internet mystery because people have gone so crazy with it and actually done an amazing job investigating Mm -hmm. this but you got to remember in 80s yeah no one's using the internet like they are now People are recording songs. They might only yes. have it on tape. They might yeah. only have it on reel to reel. They only have it in one place. And then the band goes and I, I'm friends with mm. a million bands that have yeah. never gotten a record deal or whatever. Yeah. And I guarantee you, even in the digital age, they've lost songs of theirs on old hard drives. Mm-hmm. So I think a band that never made it, this could have been one of their songs, radio stations, Sometimes they're like, oh, this is an unsigned band and they'll do little Mm. things. Apparently, NDR would have a contest for unsigned Mm. bands. So it's possible some band made this song and even the members now could be dead, could have forgotten about it. Also, may not have even heard about this mystery yet and can't, you know, have a well, that's what intrigues me is uh, this. It's like this. I don't know, this weird little microcosm of this transition period, because we when we think of the Internet, we think of everything being on the internet. If you type something into Google, you search for something online, you will find it. We just kind of assume that now and on, you know, on yeah, today, but it wasn't that long ago. That wasn't the case, you know, like, I mean, we're both of age that we remember that time. So, so this is like <laughs> this weird little microcosm where it's before the age of once it's recorded, once it's, 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 you could find it, but it's still being interacted with in this mindset of, if it's not online, it must be a mystery. It, like, yeah, I, I mean, I understand yeah. that. I get that. But it's like, well, no, they were thinking, every nothing was online and exactly what you're saying. I mean, think of hundreds of indie bands or garage bands and they made their own little demo tape and they sent it to their cousin who could get it played on this radio. And it, and they 
that did, but they never knew about it or, you know, like, so I agree. That's probably kind of what happened, but I, it's to me, the intriguing part of it all is that the way the internet has now is now processing that, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah it's really intriguing. And that's what I like about it. Cause again, it's not a typical kind of like, Ooh, mystery. There's codes. There's a yeah. con- potential conspiracy. Mm-hmm. There's CIA involvement. It's not one of those. I mm-hmm. literally think this is just a band that yeah. doesn't realize their song mm-hmm. has become like an internet phenomena. Yeah. But I, I love the fact that it's, it shows this transition in times and technology mm-hmm. and, and that's, it's just really, intriguing to me and i like the song so yeah that's um, fun it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah someone posted i think on one of the youtube videos that shares that song someone posted like if the the internet ends and in, in the tail credits of the internet this song would mm-hmm. play which i actually really i like that idea um all right so we're gonna move on here because we got more to get through sean oh yes We're going to go to my favorite, and this actually might be solved. Some people don't believe so, but I think this is solved, but I still love it so much. I have to share it. If you go into your email, this is a YouTube Mm -hmm. link I provided. Okay, yes. It is called 11BX1371. A lot of people know it as the Plague Doctor video. So go ahead and you you watch it just so you you don't have to watch the whole thing, but but watch some of it. All right, I'm already liking. I'm already, I'm already liking what I'm seeing. It's really cool. That's why I like it. So yes, this video became a YouTube sensation in 2015. In terms of, uh, of what it is, I think it's a provocative video to be provocative for provocative sake, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. But I find it really fascinating. I love the style, the tone. It is very creepy. And it is honestly this this video years ago when I was pitching a TV show about mysteries, I was using this in my pitch. I was like, hey, there are there are mysteries on the Internet we can do in Mm -hmm. this TV show. It's fascinating. It's strange. It's creepiness kind of doesn't end. There's a lot of layers to its creepiness, which I'll get into Mm -hmm. uh, in just a second. So for those that haven't seen it. It's a surreal video of a man in a black cloak wearing a plague doctor mask. He's there's jump cuts and odd movements and creepy sounds. And uh, there's a lot of strange symbols. There's cryptic clues. There's a like a flashing light bulb in the palm of his hand at one point, like uh, almost like it's Morse code. He holds up different numbers of fingers at different times. And there's like lines and text and numbers that pop up in the background. And when solved, because people have done this, it allegedly says very threatening things. So this is where it gets a little creepy. Now, the question is, is this a real video? Meaning, like, was it real in terms of having a real message that somebody was trying to get out? Or is it like a film school short? Because there's yes. definitely an essence to oh, like. Oh, yeah. So I just, finished, yeah, I just finished <laughs> yeah. playing it and stuff. <laughs> And uh, yeah, there's, I mean, you definitely could pick up on some of like film school, bunch of guys go out to like an old thing, but there's an element to it that seems also beyond that. Like it could, it could be just really well done and kind of what you were saying to the weirdness for weirdness sake or whatever I was kind of saying Mm -hmm. earlier, where it's just like, let's just do this stuff with no reason behind it. And people will find, try to find a reason. We'll follow it. Yeah. yeah. So this first came to everybody's attention in 2015 on 4chan. So it wasn't initially okay. like a YouTube post. It was on 4chan mm-hmm. first. 
And the person who posted it said he found a DVD of this on a bench. And it later came out that like a girl found it on a bench and gave it to him to post or something like that. And the user's name was AETBX. And the title of the like video when he posted it was ones and zeros. It was like a binary thing. Uh, And if you spell that out in binary, it's spelled out muerte or or death. And if you translate Mm -hmm. that Uh, and then there was a description in binary that said when you translate that you have one year less. Mm. so creepy it does uh, have a very ring kind of vibe to it too oh like yes the, the movie yes. the ring like the video yep. in the ring there's yep. definitely that element to it yep. for sure yeah. so a, a swedish tech site called gadgets also received a dvd of this video and they also started talking about it and on the dvd was written in like a sharpie 11 bx 1371 which is where the name that a lot of people refer to this comes from uh so people online start trying to crack the codes in the video and there's a lot of information out there. I'm not going to go into all of it. People have solved a bunch of the riddles and clues and have theories and all sorts of stuff. Someone was actually able to find where it was filmed. And it's filmed oh. in a old Polish mental facility. So that adds <laughs> a yeah, layer. That, 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 yeah, awesome. that's a, totally an awesome layer. Some people that are much smarter than me uh, looked at the audio frequencies and they were able to Mm. look at those frequencies and find images in the frequencies of the audio. Isn't that so cool? That's crazy. I mean, I definitely, you could hear, there's lots of different like resonant tones Mm -hmm. at different periods and like, like, um, you know, almost like a emergency broadcast kind of monotone kind of yep. thing and then a buzzing here and stuff. And yeah. so oh, they get images out of that, though. That's, they get images out of it. And the images, because, again, this is super creepy and we're going to make mm. it even creepier. There's images from TV and film of like murder victims and stuff. But there's also okay. some images of real life murder victims. Yeah. Now, I, I when okay. I first heard this before I found yeah. out the whole story of everything, I was like, okay, but which murder, like, is this like yeah. unsolved murder victims that no one has access to the images? It's mm-hmm. not. It's like images you can find online. Oh, okay, so, okay. so that is an important to think about when yeah. you're, when you're first getting into this in, in the audio, someone also was able to, I guess, not alienate or single out uh, a certain sound where there's singers repeating the line. We are the antivirus. So that's an interesting thing. This is pre-COVID okay. too. Yeah, so there's yeah. there's some of that. <laughs> yeah. The the Morse Morse code dots and dashes in the like light read red lips like tenth, and there's coordinates in it to the White House. And when you rearrange red oh, lips geez. like tenth, it spells out kill the president. So it was White House <laughs> kill the president. Okay, kill the, okay. This is when when you start layering these yes, on. This is when yes. I start going film school again because yeah, like, right? you know, it's like it's now yeah. it's become like. Now there's almost two on the yep. nose, right? Yep. Like, I don't, um, yeah, and so there are yeah. people that theorize that this is a threat against the government. I don't go there anywhere near yeah. that because I'm like, really, what's the point? If there's a group trying to threaten the government, they're going to threaten the government. Yeah, especially like then and their method is leaving a DVD on a bench. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, if that story is even if that story is yeah. true, I mean, who knows if that's how it actually happened. But yeah, that's their method. Yeah. Like, oh, man, we're going to get our demands with this yeah. DVD I made. In, uh... and, <laughs> yeah. and another theory that's creepy, but I never would have thought this ever some people think it's a serial killer like leaving clues and it's like mm. well no serial killers if 
it, it just mm. doesn't psychologically, it doesn't fit for so many reasons yeah. that I'm not going to spend time doing. It doesn't really fit. There was also a theory that it was a marketing campaign for the movie Inferno, the Dan Brown book with you know, that they were turning oh. into the series of movies with Tom Hanks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Cause it was correlating in time when this was first coming out, but it doesn't actually connect perfectly. And my whole thing, we both work in Hollywood. If <laughs> yeah, someone is... in Hollywood did that, they would take credit for it eventually. Well, that's so because watching another thing, you know, we're talking about student film. Another thing that kind of came to mind was a mark, like some sort of weird viral augmented reality marketing thing. So what reminds me like, again, back in the early days of the internet, when like TV shows with lost or other things like where they would have websites and fake webs that, that were mimicking mm-hmm. real ones. Mm-hmm. So like that, where the, it's that kind of angle of like, look at yep. this thing that is it's a real thing it's not part of like this tv show or movie right and you know it's a fun way to engage with the audience and so part of me makes it kind of feels like that but like you're like you said if you're doing someone's going to claim it like what like it's it's a useless marketing tool even if it's years if it's a couple years later like someone because also market people marketing people everybody in in the studio system Mm -hmm. in hollywood they all get fired every year like or they leave (laughs) their job and go somewhere else and they come back they all go to different places they're going to have that on the resume if it's like i created this major viral sensation (laughs) and so it's going to get out but uh i also i wanted to share this real quick so the ring because you mentioned that and the style of it uh, someone told me, I think it was when I was in film school, but someone told me that when the ring came out, part of their marketing, like grassroots marketing campaign is they actually had VHSs that were unmarked and they would go to like concerts and stuff and put them through like there. open yeah. windows and cars yeah. and things. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's, cool. that's what I mean though. That, that likes great. And, and you know, whether it's cheesy by our today's end, but that is the kind of thing where it's like you, because people, I think crave that sort of thing right they yeah. they crave yeah. patterns and they crave meaning behind anything especially regarding themselves like i do it it's i think just listening to your podcast in general and not to to go too far on a tangent but just like all the unexplained and all this kind of stuff part of me is just like it, it there's a there's a similar feeling when people recite ghost stories as when they tell about celebrity encounters oh, like yeah. look at Right. There's to me, there's a very similar DNA, a cross section in the Venn diagram of the feeling, the thrill, whatever endorphins fire when like, oh, I was this close to Brad Pitt at a restaurant. Like it it imbues whatever your your existence with more than whatever. And I think there's a similar feeling to that with with ghost stories or UFOs or whatever. And and not to say that's, you know, people who have ghost stories or whatever all making up or, or but I think there's an element to that. And I think there's something like that with this too. And like the ring marketing game, when you find that tape, when I was watching Lost and I went online and I was like, oh my God, there's something here and I'm figuring it out. I'm, I'm <laughs> right. Like there's a thrill to that. And if you can yeah. tap into that, that's like something yeah. that, again, that is very unique, I think, to modern, modern tech and modern entertainment. Yeah, absolutely. And the, you, this all leads to the question then of who's posting this video, right? Who made mm-hmm. it? Who's getting it out there? Who put it on a DVD first? And like you're saying, it kind of has that marketing-esque feel to it, but maybe not a movie, maybe not some big, big thing, you know? Uh, So that's when I got a gentleman named Pete, oh, sorry, not Peter, Parker, Parker Wright. Peter Parker, Spider-Man made it. Spider-Man! There you go. Peter Parker. No, Parker (laughs) Wright. Um, He has, he's the one that now has this video up on YouTube. It's been across some other channels in the history of it, but now it's predominantly on his channel. Mm -hmm. And he is an artist in... Poland. 
and he claims he made the video. Now, okay. there's some other people that have laid claim to the video. There's mm-hmm. some people that don't believe him, but he's actually been providing like BTS pictures and he's provided uh, files for the graphics in the video. Uh, he okay. also did an, an anonymous interview on a Polish YouTube channel in 2016 with the mask and stuff, which is all mm-hmm. very unique. It's like, yeah, it's not, you know, stuff you buy at Target. That's like a unique, <laughs> yeah. uniquely made costume. And then he made a sequel. He made a second video, 11B31369, same played doctor outfit. This time there's, it's very similar style. It's got a female character in it that shows up, similar tone, hidden messages, all that kind of stuff. He's since made a couple other videos and he's, he's an artist. He's an artist in Poland. And so it was him kind of creating art. Now here's why this mystery still persists though. As much as I actually believe Parker did this it makes yeah. sense he's got all the right stuff yeah, it sounds like if all that stuff is true and he has the behind the scenes yeah. and stuff all that stuff it's so it's kind of solved but what's weird though is that first video there's an air of creepiness and creativity that i think is better than the sequels which you can say about most movies anyway <laughs> yeah. but also like the images and the audio frequencies that yeah. doesn't exist in the in the uh, subsequent videos. Yeah. Like little things like that aren't in these subsequent videos mm-hmm. that do kind of make you at least question. Yeah. Because like I said, I believe he did it, but it's still yeah. like, well, wait, if all these other things were in the first one, they're like hidden words yeah, and the singers and the images, aren't why aren't they in the next ones? Why aren't, you know, so just some, something to think about. And that's why there are some people that don't think he, cre- there are some people out there that still believe he didn't do it. I wonder if it's something too, where it was maybe him with some other people and right, they, right. right. And they were responsible for some of the post elements to it with the audio frequency, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And there was either falling out or they didn't want to take credit and he did, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so then it was just, all right, now it's just me, so let me mimic what I what we were trying to do, and it's not yeah. going to really hold up or whatever. Yeah, something like absolutely. That. Yeah, I, I, I 100% buy into that. So let's move on. The next internet mystery, I'm going to keep this one short for time because okay. it doesn't need a lot of explanation, mm-hmm. but this one might be the first internet mystery that I paid attention to when I wasn't even thinking internet mystery back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, This is something that caught my attention in the 1990s, all the way back in the 1990s. (laughs) And that is, who the hell is running the Heaven Gates website? Have you heard Uh, about this? I have heard about this. Yes, this I am vaguely aware. I feel like I was probably more aware in the 90s or something. Yeah. Or in the early aughts or whatever. But I know of this. Yeah. And this one. Similarly to the video in the previous Mm -hmm. Internet or the Internet mystery. Yeah. It is kind of solved, mm-hmm. but I wasn't aware of it until I was getting ready to do this episode. And I was like, oh, yeah, I got to talk about this because <laughs> yeah. I love this story. And then I'm like, oh, oh. Yeah. but I still because I love <laughs> it so much, I want to at least talk about yeah. it. I mean, a mystery is still a mystery, even after it may be solved, you know. right? Yeah. And there's still a bit of an if, of a twinge of a mystery at the end here. Mm-hmm. So Heaven's Gate, for those that don't know, they were a, a death cult uh, in the 1990s. And. Their website, however, is still going, still going strong. Someone's paying for it. Someone's hosting it. Someone's keeping it going. And for all the youngins out there that don't know what life was like on the internet in the 1990s, go check out the Heaven's Gate website (laughs) because I'm not worried. You're not going to join a cult. I I trust you to look at it, everybody. But learn about 
what a website was like yeah. back then because it has not been updated. So you have all the same imagery, all the same weird same graphics, typeface, you yep. know, whatever. Oh, it's got like, like it. it's not maybe maybe it's not Comic Sans, but kind of like yes, a Comic Sans yeah, kind exactly. of font. Yeah. There's, it's clunky. It's hard to like navigate. Like a tune playing in the background. Yeah. Or <laughs> it's like like the hamster dance song yeah, or something exactly. on one of the pages. <laughs> yeah. So um, thirty. As much as we're laughing, thirty nine people yeah. committed mass suicide yeah. in Southern California in nineteen ninety seven, March twenty sixth, nineteen ninety seven, and the cult was led by a guy named Marshall Applewhite. It had been formed by himself and a woman named Bonnie Nettles, and Bonnie Nettles actually passed away in the nineteen eighties. And because this is not a, a cult episode, uh, I think part of their belief system was that like Bonnie and Marshall can't die. They're like, they will live oh, forever. And yeah, then Bonnie yeah. died. So Marshall had to be like, oh, well, now she's uh, she's an alien. Yeah, she's in yeah, stars. Yeah. Well, yeah. And had to like tap dance and try to figure yeah, out a new yeah. a new thought. Don't look over here. Look over here. Yeah. And so when they when they all committed suicide, it coincided with the passing of the Hale-Bopp comet, which was coming mm-hmm. nearby Earth. And their belief was that a UFO was flying behind the comet. And when they kill themselves, they're going to transcend upon death up into that UFO. Mm-hmm. So uh, everybody, even if you're not aware of this story, you've probably seen clips of Marshall Applewhite talking because they made a lot of videos and he's got weird eyes and like doesn't blink. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the members that were part of the mass suicide gave exit interviews on video. And a lot of those videos have been shared where they're they're talking to their loved ones they're leaving behind. Yeah. And so the question is, who, since they all committed suicide, kept their website yes. going. And this is when I quickly found out there there might be an answer to that when I was like, <laughs> but again, I love this story, so I had to do it. Yeah. Um, so apparently there are two former members of the yeah. cult who had left the cult, but they had promised Apple White that they were going to keep the website up. Oh. And their names are Mark and Sarah King. I don't mind sharing it because they're in a lot of articles online. online. Yeah. You'll find it everywhere. Um, so the mystery is solved. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Even if the kings are the keepers, the keepers of the Heaven's Gate website, why don't they ever change it? Why don't they yeah. update it? What is their end game? Because they're not getting new members. Well, like, I was going to ask, are they still like believers? They have some cultish beliefs. I'll put it that okay. way. But I think they're different. They're like, okay. they have their own beliefs that are a little culty and a little mm-hmm. but they're not quite where Heaven's Gate was. Okay. I mean, obviously, because they, they left. They weren't. Yeah, yeah, they left. Yeah. Them. So, I mean, there is a deeper psychological aspect to this. I just don't yes. know enough about them. I don't think they give interviews. Yeah. So I can't cr- even try to crack their yeah. the reasoning behind it. But it does kind of make me ask this question, and I I, it, I don't mean it to sound more morbid because maybe the kings will live for thirty Forever, more years yes. or so. But what happens when they do pass away? Are we going to find that the Heaven's Gate website is still up? Yeah, and everybody that's... thought it was them the whole time. <laughs> like that is that's the question I have. So we're going to have to keep our eyes peeled on the I, Heaven's I Gate website. Just go to the website now. Oh yes, yeah, do it, it. Do it. I I, I want to. Yeah, I got to check this out. Right. Yeah. A little blast from that. Um, <laughs> I never thought I'd bring up the hamster yes. hamster dance. Is it just uh, heavensgate.com? Let's find Yep, yep, here. Oh, man, yeah. There, it's, and it's like a website where it's just like, 
just like vertically and you just keep scrolling yep. down. Yeah. And, I think there uh, are yeah. some other pages, but again, it's hard to navigate because it's 90s, yeah. you know, 90s and software. Just very yeah. like neon text colors just yep. like clashed all over the place. But I'm trying to think if there's a, when does it say was last updated? I don't know if there's a timestamp here. I think there is a timestamp. I think there may be even like a visitor counter two or something uh, like that. Okay. I don't have it in front of me right now, so I'm not looking at it, yeah. but yeah there you wow, go heaven's great don't Fun. don't yes. don't join up sean don't uh, i don't know up. these are this is a pretty cool website they have gate in the shape of a keyhole <laughs> so <laughs> with red alert like in very like yep. i think it is comic sans just like flashing on screen like oh, this is important stuff it is. Hey, it's Anyways. history. And you, you were talking about how like the internet, you know, we think about it sort of saving everything yeah. but because this website is going, it is saving it. And that is, that's history. That's a big story, yeah. man. That is a big story and one to oh, learn yeah, from. So huge. the fact yeah, that you can huge. still go to that site is pretty, pretty amazing. All right. So moving on, Sean, this one, I think we're going to end on this one here. Okay. And it is the mystery of Oct. 282011.com or October 28th, 2011.com is a better way to say it. This is a website that first came online a few months before the date in the website name, and it went offline in 2015. This website included text and images of, I will, I will just call it confounding nature. And it was updated from time to time with new images and or text. And the image most mostly associated with this site is an image it's like a cartoon of schrodinger of the schrodinger's cat equation okay yeah. so yeah. like questioning you know like is the cat dead or alive yeah, until you observe it different yep. states existing simultaneously exactly and below that image there was a poem and you're gonna read mm. that oh okay go ahead is my you know my best poetry voice here let's go When I'm scared and you're close, I feel it's hard to feel nowadays. Can you find where to be? Wait there, and you'll be. Things are never initially accepted, however, there's plenty of time. Give up, you must. That's what history has taught you. If you're losing track, get back on the trains. Signed, 2626946811140, in parentheses, love. That's how I sign all of my (laughs) emails. So the poem is, uh, it's a little weird and creates some questions and vague and strange and uh, like a lot. Yeah, sorry. This is what I write back to the uh, people I match with who send me that. uh, (laughs) The the Markovian parallax. I reply with this poem. (laughs) You should, you should. You'll see see what the reaction is. Um, yeah, so this this to me, kind of like the Cicadia three three eight eight one, I think is the number of that, where they they were like, "Hey, solve this riddle, and you can join mm. our thing." This to me, it's a little different, but it does seem like someone's trying to coax a reaction. Like, I'm going to put up yeah. clues, you try to solve it. And so, some other images that were on the site and some text. There was an image of an oval that had a label zero. There was a smaller circle inside that oval labeled U. There was like a blurred line underneath it. There was another image of two lines, one that was labeled lay, and then there was a space and another line labeled wakes, sort of like, oh, gap between mm. asleep and awake. And, you know, the Schrodinger's cat, the, what state mm. is this in? So there's some connective tissue to all the kind of imagery and clues that are being left. 
that are all over my head, but still it seems to be that there is a cohesion to the types of things that are being posted. Mm. There's also like there were there will be blurry mathematical figures or equations. There'd be uh, there was also a series of pictures of people in a park and there was like slight changes to each frame. There was text underneath that that read choice is yours. There was an image of a man lying down and up at the same time. Sort of referencing sleep yeah. and awake again. There was like a math equation underneath that. There was some text that even read like, when do dreams start to sleep into reality? Choice is yours. And then there was also this other text that I will, that's the next thing to read for you. Take a day to reflect and see what has changed for you. Things are never initially accepted. You are seeing right now why it hasn't been discovered, or why most ideas never blossom. The negativity all around is what has caused separation, in parentheses, in humans, individual, in parentheses, awareness, needing to prove to one's other self that they are right, and you, in parentheses, one, are wrong, forgetting completely who they actually are. One, two, three, four, end parenthetical, asterisk, dash, asterisk, Again, parenthetical, four, three, two, one, in parentheses. That one is free, in parentheses. Your negativity has slowed us down. We're waiting on you. Now, I will provide a link in my show notes to a gentleman on YouTube that like dives into a lot of these and talks about the theories and meanings behind them all and in really amazing ways. The guy does just a, a fantastic mm-hmm. job. And what the next part about this mystery that is really cool is there was also a phone number on the site and if you called it there was just the sound of like some beeps some weird sound effects no words and breathing (laughs) and yeah this is and this is a fun mystery to read about on reddit and on youtube and other sites read the comments because a lot of people were like into it when it was happening and there was one commenter who said who actually looked into it and said that the website was registered on August 7th, 2011 in Alabama. And the phone number that was on the site was from Texas. So this is likely someone from the South. And the someone actually did record because the phone number doesn't do what it used to do. Oh, but someone yeah. actually did record what it and post it. Yeah. 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 And to me, it sounds like a recording because a lot of comments okay. don't think it was a recording. They think like someone yeah. was on the end. Live. But when you hear it, mm-hmm. it sounds very much like a recording. And that makes okay. sense because you have a number yeah. online and people are randomly calling yeah, it. And you want yeah. it to, you know, it's going to be a recording. Uh, someone on Reddit also claims this, that he made it. He made the whole site for a high school project. And someone posted a link to this comment. I can't even remember where. It'll probably be in my show notes. Hopefully I have the link saved. Um, but when I first started reading this this comment, I was like, this is all this is all bullshit. And I'll explain why. <laughs> but some people believe it. Like some guy said it, he made it for a high school project. But he said he made it for a high school project. And he said the phone number is his ex-girlfriend's phone number. <laughs> and that to me just automatically, yeah, says, so I'm like, feels, no, I don't believe it. Because yeah. it's a recording. Like your, yeah. phone, your, your ex-girlfriend's going to have this weird mm-hmm. recording on it. No. 
And then he also comments that he wants everybody to join the Confederate States of America. So I think that is a uh, troll. Okay, Don't believe yeah, he did like this. <laughs> because there is this website had a lot of this philosophical stuff trying to pose mm-hmm. certain questions in this philosophical manner. It wasn't someone that's like, join the Confederate States. Yeah, that, I feel like my ex-girlfriend's phone numbers up here. Like it just doesn't that does not tie kind in of at clash all. Clash with the rest of everything. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So what does it all mean? I will be the first to admit that I have no idea, but there are many people that talk about this like astral plane element, mm. this like, like the Schrodinger cat thing. What state are we in? Do we have a choice in the matter? Choice is yours. Uh-huh. And the astral plane is this existence that's explored in many religions and spiritual groups for thousands of years, which if I use the definition from Wikipedia, <laughs> it is it is the world of celestial spheres crossed by the soul and its astral body on the way to being born and after death and is generally believed to be populated by angel spirits or other immaterial beings. So yeah, this is something that's been philosophized about for thousands of years. Yeah. So my theory, and I'm really curious what yours is, but mine is that this is legitimately someone that was like going through something and really thinking about stuff like this mm-hmm. and was getting a little, you know, playful online in terms of like, yeah. I want to provoke some thought. I want to yeah. reach out and see if anybody is going to see the same things I see or think about mm-hmm. the same stuff I'm thinking about if I pose this to the yeah. internet world. Uh, I, they might be not as smart as they think they are in my in my mind because there seems to be some randomness and stuff to this. But um, but that's my my initial thought is I actually do think someone was hoping to find basically find a friend or get a reaction from people yeah. in a way that they could feel like they put something out there to make people think. You know? Yeah, I, I definitely I see that. I, it reminds me. I, I'm sure you are, but familiar with the Museum of Jurassic Technology here in LA. Oh, yeah, yeah. So th- it has a vibe of that to it as well, where it's almost it, there, there's if you haven't been to that listeners, you got to go check out Museum of Jurassic, Jurassic Technology. There's a plug for them. But um, uh, it's it's this weird line that is you're never quite sure if you're on the side of is this legit like is this. Are they doing this in all seriousness or is there a level of irony this to this? Are they, are they self-aware to know that this is like there, that is kind of a joke or there's an element of humor to it. And humor is not the right word, but you know, whatever irony. And that's kind of the vibe I get from this where it's like, like a philosophy student who is like so full of themselves, who thinks they're groundbreaking and just is a little lacking self-awareness. Yes. Or yes, is it like yes. a, you know, like a punk kid who is like, I'm going to make fun of the philosophy student and write this. Right. Um, But I do think it is someone who is with that mentality, like I'm going to create, it's something I'm creating. And it's, it's also weird with, with this specifically, but I think in a lot of ways, kind of like just mysteries in in general is, is almost like art where, you know, what, like I, you know, think of abstract indie films, avant-garde films. Right that are just images and, you know, whatever. And it's not very clear what the narrative is, but the, that's not the point. The point is, what are you, what are you getting out of it? You know, all that, all that kind of yeah. stuff. There's an element to that too, where it's just like, I'm, I just want people to interpret this. I just yeah. want people to read this and get something out, different out of it. Um, so I don't know if that really sheds any light in terms of, this, in terms of the specific mystery, like solving, but I do think it's a comes from a very human place of like interpretation and finding meaning in 
in these things. And, and I think there's something in all of these, and and even more of the internet mysteries that we're not yeah. talking about. There is the word that keeps coming to mind is just provocation. And yeah. I don't mean like yes. pro, I don't mean provoke and necessarily yeah, not like in a bad a way, purely negative way, exactly. Right, but it, there's there seems to be this. I just want to, if I was creating something, I just mm-hmm. want to provoke a reaction. I, mm-hmm. I'm looking for someone to say, oh, that's cool. Or, yes. oh my God, what does that mean? Especially yeah. with like the weirder ones, you want people talking. And as soon as you see a group of people asking questions that are going, oh, it could be this, it could be that, it could be this. Yeah. That's got to be, that's got to mean something to the yeah. people that are creating these things. And yeah, and I, I that ties in kind of perfectly with what I want to do here to wrap up with you, which is if we can learn from some of these stories, mm-hmm. and I, this doesn't have to be a deep thing, like what do we want <laughs> yes, out of it? Yeah. But just what would we come up with, or you, and you know, it yeah. doesn't have to be both of us together, but yeah. like what would we come up with if we wanted to generate the next great online <laughs> <laughs> mystery? You know, would it be a website with poems? Would it be a video? Would it be an art project that we're taking pictures of it and using Instagram as like the source? Like what what would it be? So what have you learned? So, I mean, yeah, like you're saying, a lot of it is the just like this idea that the Internet is kind of presenting people with an overwhelming amount of content. Right. And and also we're becoming more isolated and people trying to find those connections and finding meaning in, in what they hope are connections. Um, so, you know, and then the, also the idea of intent to me, that's another big thing is that like, you know, uh, a lot of these mysteries to me boil down to not so much the specifics of like, Oh, we know how this was posted or we know these people are still keeping this website up, but like, what's the intent behind it? And that's almost more intriguing than any of the, you know, specifics um anyway so something that kind of came to mind and and maybe for obvious reasons is something (laughs) around something circulating around a podcast uh i think that is maybe ripe for kind of a new type of internet history that hasn't been really kind of explored before um i like the idea too of content without a clear origin so this idea that like a podcast has surfaced and true crime is really popular now. So whatever, a true crime podcast about a murder or something like that. And no, you know, people aren't listening to it right when it comes out, but it's just like, Oh, this podcast came on like a year ago, but no one had heard of it or anything, but now it's kind of, people are starting. And as they're listening, they're like, it's about a murder, but what the murder, the dates are like, it happened after the podcast aired, but, but no one heard the podcast when it originally aired. And, and then Ooh. they're like, it's not a podcast that is, you know, the, the host is cannot be found. It's a, it's a name that no one knows of the suspects. Someone is real, but you go and talk to this person. It's like, I haven't killed anyone. And it's, it doesn't line up with their, you know, like where it's like small inconsistency, but it's based enough in reality. Like there's enough mm-hmm. things that like point to real and even small things like, you know, maybe there's a weirdly some a popular podcast or a well-known podcast has in some of the show notes, a link to this podcast. And they're like, we never put, po- how did that get there? We never posted that link ourselves, you know? Um, and then I like the idea too, of like, you know, 
the last episode never was has never been found or never aired. And yeah, the last episode yeah. was going to be like where they went to go talk to the suspect. Yeah, yeah. And you were going to, it was going to be the one-on-one interview with the suspect and that's never aired. So what happened? Like, you know, is it lost? Did, did they get killed when they went interview him or is it, was it all a hoax? Was it just someone trying to get attention? Because true crime's popular now and everyone wants to, you know, listen to true crime. And so they were just creating this whole thing or is there, is there, Base, basis to any of this i don't know i i, I just a podcast mystery sounds fun in terms yeah. of yeah yeah that metal and I, I feel weird saying this but i didn't <laughs> think podcast yeah. when i was trying to think of this <laughs> even though i that's the main thing i consume and i i now make a podcast <laughs> yes. but i did not did not think about that and that is that's really interesting because that is kind of like the one sort of online piece of content mm-hmm. that I don't think there is a great mystery. Right. Yet That's what I, I don't know. Yeah. of any Anyway. Yeah. If any of you know of any, please yes. let me know. <laughs> Send me a message. Yeah. No, so that's, that's cool. Especially the, yeah, it's got to have something weird with a date yeah. and you mm-hmm. you hit key. What What is key for me in a lot of these? And it's one of the reasons why I like the, the mysterious song mystery mm-hmm is it didn't really go viral until almost 10 years yes, after it was first posted right, online. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even then it's almost 40 yes, years since yeah. the song. So there, there's something really interesting about the dates. Yeah. And yeah, I think if you were to do a podcast, you just kind of like leave it be, you let it sit yes. there a while you let it stew. And then hope I mean, it could even be like, you know, it, it's a murder from the nineties or decades yeah. ago. And so then the thing is like, wait, was, was this actually a real murder? And like, there's elements of elements of it that like Matt there. Well, well, there is a police record of a nine one one call that they mentioned, but there's no official record of a murder. Like, you know, those types of things. Well, what's, what's what you could do. Cause you know, a lot of people love the, Oh, what is it called? It's the like, Oh, I remember when, uh, Sinbad was in the, oh, you know, the, the uh, Mandela. Mandela, Mandela effect. effect. Yeah. So you look at like the Mandela effect where yeah. people think, you know, we have these blending of different mm. dimensions or times or places yeah. or whatever. And if you do a podcast about a murder, let's say in the nineties, mm-hmm. but the person who's the victim or the killer is a yeah. real person yes. that is yeah. alive, yeah. that was not yeah. arrested or not killed. Yeah. And they don't know about it because the podcast doesn't catch on for yeah. a while. But then someone comes across it and they're like, wait a second. Yeah, but that's the mayor of Burbank right exactly. now, or whatever it is. Like, and so then, they, and like like the woman from the, uh, the who had the email, and they're like, "No, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea what this is. It was, yeah. She was a real person, and I don't know why it's yeah. tied to my account." But, you know, so it's like, are we yeah. drifting into these? Are the are the dimensions yeah. drifting? Are the <laughs> yes. you know what do they call it? The I forget what the word is, but yes, the the two different. Uh, universes yes. are are coming together. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be really interesting. I like the idea of a podcast. My mind always goes to videos. Um, mm, yeah, and and honestly, again, the the eleven B X yada 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 video that had an impact on me when I used to be producing a lot of short digital horror content. I had an idea for a short I wanted to do and then make it a series where people it would be a bit of a found footage thing where people find an old actual like 16 millimeter film in an airbnb cabin an old cabin and they're like oh you know it'd be cool we got to find a way to play this and they actually go out and they like get the right projector to to be able to play it and they play it and it's a murder in the cabin from like (laughs) Yeah. 50 years ago yeah. and then it's like oh my god oh, and it's but the but the whole plan was to release the video of the film 
months before the movie was was ever out. Uh-huh. And and it wouldn't have been a, like a gruesome thing. You know, you would have yeah, inferred yeah, a lot. You wouldn't have shown yeah. a lot. But uh, but yeah, to release it, you know, six months before the, the before mm-hmm. the film ever came out and not even say anything, just have its own little YouTube channel. No comments, <laughs> no description, just something weird. Um, but I love the idea of old film. You know, I just like that yeah. look and that, you know, the the ring did it with the style of yes. that, the VHS and that the the Plague Doctor video that we talked about tonight has that even though it obviously was not shot on film. You can tell mm-hmm. it was all digital, but they add that kind of like jittery. Yeah. Uh, projectory kind of effect to it uh and also just the mystery that can come from film you know the darkers are yeah. dark in film and the especially yeah. if you're shooting on eight millimeters 16 you know there's certain details you don't see that you see in high def that make it more mysterious because your mind yeah. is now filling in blanks and there's a style to that and especially if sound wasn't recorded with it too because that's oh yeah that, yeah that, that's a yeah. whole element too i think there's something really interesting to the idea of the internet being something so what we can generally speaking think of as like new and when you introduce like that film quality it it ages things and it 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 implies a level of history Mm -hmm. and depth that is sometimes really hard to find in internet and you know go on youtube or tiktok or whatever and it's like nothing everything feels like you know time has stopped and everything is of the present time but if you could have this feeling of like this is somehow both modern because we're watching it online with modern technology but it's something that is old that somehow there's a weird kind of clash between these two these two elements i think that's really intriguing as well no yeah this is uh it's really interesting and i i love the idea of the podcast too to think about something new and and internet mysteries too also bring up this kind of deeper question about what mysteries mean and i think because the internet is a world of its own it's a universe of its own it's you know like it's really interesting how these spread or don't spread because there's a lot Mm -hmm. out there that never caught on that that we haven't heard about and how how it affects us and how they're generated is really interesting and i tried to give a little bit of a colorful array of different kinds of mysteries Mm -hmm. tonight but you did mention in the first one I did and in the last one. So the date website, I love how I can't even remember what the first story was. The Markovian. Markovian Parallax Denigrit. So Markovian Parallax Denigrit, but you talked about this provoking thing. I keep using the word provoking, yeah. but that's like, I seem, it seems to be like someone's doing it just to yeah. do it yes. and ask it, even if it's random. And there's something interesting about that because we can't get clear answers. And because we can't get clear answers, it makes it a bigger mystery. Yeah. Well, it's the human understanding that the people who are maybe provoking or are doing this, whatever motivation deliberately, the the, the realization that humans try to find meaning in pretty much anything. They try to find patterns. So what do you do to create a mystery? You purposely create something with no pattern with no deeper meaning and right that that just leaves the human imagination to dig that well as deep as it'll possibly go right um so it it is yeah the internet is a weird thing where it just feels so modern but it's it's you know it's modern story it's the modern space we it's us creating our own mysteries whereas you know for most of history it's these weird events that have happened and what what explanations can we come or, you know, stories we tell to explain these events, but the internet is, we're creating this, this, you know, yeah, I mean, there, yeah. you know, whatever is mysteries that maybe there's some mystery of, like, Oh, it 
no, you know, that's part of the mystery. But essentially, this is all man-made. But we still try to find meaning and we still try to find depth, even with that acknowledgement. I think one thing that's always interest like intriguing is like as a kid, when you're real little and the night was seemed endless, right? Yeah. You always you had to go to bed because the night was endless. That you know, and you wake up in the morning. And, but as you get older, there's a there's a little bit of you know disappointment or something when you're like, oh, I stayed up. No, the night's not that mysterious. <laughs> it's a couple hours now. It's day again. Yeah. Like you know what I mean. And so you're as I think, and on some level, we're always striving to find like to we want the world to be bigger in a lot of ways. We want the the mystery to have like. You know, the dark web, you think you hear stories, of the dark web, and you conjure this like, oh, there's there's just millions of people doing these exchanges. It's like, I don't know if that's true. There's probably a couple guys selling drugs and that's what the dark yeah. web is. I mean, I'm yeah. sure there's real bad stuff on there. But you know what I mean? Like we, we in my mind, you think of you, this terminology and it creates these whole worlds that we're ripe to explore and have just so much juicy stuff to, you know, imbue meaning in. Yeah, but but it may not be that, and that doesn't mean that there's not value in still creating these stories. But it is like, yeah, it's just an interesting idea. It's yeah, yeah. yeah. And look, there's there's real mysteries that you yeah, can there find is yeah, sorry, online. yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm I'm not saying that to do, to defend mm-hmm. anything that we're yeah. saying. I just want to clarify. Not all of them yes. are just made up to do whatever. Yeah, but yeah, you yeah. you said something really interesting about this like childlike reaction mm-hmm. to these things, and I remember growing up. And hearing a story, I think it was probably at a sleepover or someone at school said this. And then my brother and I started talking about it. But I grew up in Florida, a lot of lakes in Florida and a lot of alligators. (laughs) And someone told us a story about an alligator that was like the size of a semi truck jumped out of the water of this lake that my grandparents (laughs) lived on and like ate somebody off this bridge that went over it. (laughs) It was real to us. And we started telling other people about it. And it Mm. became this like, neighborhood wide story amongst kids that there's like this truck size alligator in the (laughs) lake and it but there was something so fun about it and it was scary but there was something so amazing about creating this story Mm -hmm. or not creating it because we were told it but like living in this world of this story yeah yeah, Yeah. and trying to find reasoning behind it and meaning behind it and what is it going to do and can Mm -hmm. we kill it do we tell people about you know like all this kind of stuff and I think internet mysteries can provide us a similar, not like forum, but outlet almost for that. Yes. To get that same sensation of a story. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And I, I also want to share this talking about like, how would we create this internet mystery? <laughs> it's different, but similar. But a friend of mine years ago, this is like 2012, mm-hmm. was like, conspiracy theories are getting out of hand. And this is yeah. 2012, where now they're oh, really, geez. really, yeah, really oh, worse. Way, way and he's like, conspiracy get- theories are getting out of hand. I think people believe anything. I'm going to I'm gonna create a new conspiracy theory just to <laughs> fuck up, just to like <laughs> yeah. fuck the world. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think he ever came up with one, but I remember recently there was that birds aren't real conspiracy theory. I actually had this thought at the very beginning of the episode. You yeah. mentioned something, and it made me think of birds, birds aren't, aren't real. real. Yeah. yeah, and that was made up as a joke, and now there's... thousands of people that believe it yeah and it was made up as a joke it's it's kind of weird that it's with the internet it's it's almost like right the internet reflects reality and now it's come the full circle the inverse reality reflects the internet and maybe reflects is the right word but right where it's like weird people are now taking reality 
they they their view of reality is now based on the machinations, the the creations of what they see online. I mean, yeah, like yeah. with conspiracy, obviously there's a lot of examples of that, but and not just in that extreme case. But that is so many people's lives and That's stories and everything is just like informed and influenced by that. We're getting real heavy here, I guess. But yeah, I know. I went, I went way yeah. off, way yeah. off where I was going to end the episode. But it's a, uh, it's a lot of fun to think about. Yeah, and there's a lot to think about when you consider and when you look at these internet mysteries in a much deeper way than I even intended. And, and I love that. I love that about these yeah. things. And I want to explore some more internet mysteries, maybe even some of these on a, on a much deeper level than I was able to tonight. And, but yeah, let's, let's wrap it up there. Yeah. So Sean, thank you so much for coming on. And do you want to, do you want to push anything? You plug anything you um, talk about your socials? Yeah. Your well, stuff? just thanks for having me. Go, uh, go play last of us and watch the last of us. Show. Go, go watch uh, ghost of the Ozarks. I know you've plugged it a couple yeah. times in previous but episodes, do it again. but do it again. I'll do it again. Uh, you know, I worked on that co-wrote that AD that, and, you know, so that's always fun to plug that. Um, and yeah, other than that, I don't know. Go um, support your local <laughs> library. Go read yeah. some mysteries from your life. No one, no one has said that yet, Sean. <laughs> and I feel bad because I should be saying that too. Go support your local library. That is very true. You that know, you very can get true. books for free, listeners. Yeah. You, uh, they're all the, there. Movies for free, and too, movies. everybody. And I think they even have ebook. Like, I think you can get ebook. I don't do you that. Can? I yeah. do this. You can, you can get, get ebooks. ebooks. Yeah. If you have a library card. Yeah. You can check out ebooks. And I think in most places, like I think in LA, we can get library cards digitally. I don't think you ought to go in there anymore. You don't have to go in and get a library card. You can do it all online. Everything's online, including (laughs) mysteries. Uh, (laughs) Thank you again, Sean. (laughs) Oh, man, it was so much fun. I had a blast. It was a pleasure. Uh, I love, we solved everything. I love solving everything. We solved all the mysteries. Oh, yeah. I always always solve everything. You've listened to the (laughs) show. I solve everything. Everything has been solved. Everything. If nothing would get solved without podcasters. I think that is uh, that is exactly. a true statement. That is a very true statement. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, thank you again. And uh, thank you for creating and doing everything yourself on all the Last of Us games. That was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I wish I worked out a better contract. I really don't get paid hard, like just pennies. Well, yep. that. <laughs> nice. All right. Thanks a lot, Sean. See ya. Bye. Thank you for listening to the show. A special thank you to Sean Anthony Davis for joining us to discuss these internet mysteries. Make sure to follow the show on Instagram at A Study of Strange. Feel free to reach out with comments, notes, things I missed, ideas for future episodes, any and all those things. Message me at A Study of Strange, all one word, at gmail.com. If you're enjoying the show, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review and or check out our Patreon, which you can find through our website, astudyofstrange.com. In the coming weeks, we have some really exciting episodes coming out. We have a Canadian murder mystery, and we also have deep dives into the Connecticut witch trials and the history of zombies, which I'm really excited about. I think that does it. Thank you, and good night.